podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the first transfer podcast of the summer season, of the transfer season. I'm Trev Denny. I'm podcasting to you from my field here in beautiful rural Ireland and I'm joined by the transfer guy on AI, Dave Davis. How are you, my friend? Mate, the sun is shining. We're back. I've got a Bushmills in hand. I've thrown out all the Cherry Pepsi Max. We are good to go. (laughs) Yeah, saw them. I mean, they didn't take the bait. And for the record, I'm sipping a lovely Evian mineral water. Hey, hey, are you listening out there, Evian? Nice. Uh, So let's get on that. Uh, Yeah, our our desired sponsors aside, uh, we have quite a lot to talk about, brother. There's so much stuff and it looks like an actual transfer to chat about as well i mean it's sort of ignoring the elephant in the room if we don't start there so let's start there the McAllister deal um if it were to collapse at this stage it would be heartbreaking i think everybody's uh talking about the fee uh with raised eyebrows um and a lot of excitement about a genuine talent coming to the club what can you tell us about the latest stages or state of that particular deal which we've been looking at for a long time now dear god we're actually talking about a transfer for liverpool trev this is utterly unheard of new territory but here we are yeah alexis McAllister. I'm even conscious now as we're talking, by the time this comes out, it could even be done, couldn't it, possibly, from what we're hearing or announced. So it, it literally is that close. He's pretty much camping in Jurgen Klopp's office as we speak. We're led to believe all the media duty, everything's been done, etc. It's all just about the announcements, the videos, and wondering what that may be. So we are all like you, waiting with bated breath. The fee thing is really fascinating, because like you said, 35 million from Romano, the even Brighton sources, which is important to talk about, uh, allegedly somewhere around the 55 million mark. We've had the, the pods this week with the um, Neil Jones, especially saying it was, and I don't want to sort of change what he said, but led to believe somewhere around the 45 million mark. But one point that was really made this week, and it was say yesterday, literally on this, that's so important. Both clubs, Trev, are very, very happy for this to go under undisclosed and let people make of it what they will. Brighton are happy because there is belief there's a clause, so it helps them, you know, if they put the right stories out, 55 million, etc. Bloom keeps his reputation, doesn't he, as that master negotiator, the transfer guru, however you want to put it. At the same time, it suits us a little bit because if it does come out officially, if you imagine that we've only paid 35 million, there's quite a few of our clubs that we're targeting will be, hey, these boys have got more money than they led to believe. And you know, you know we love to play the skin card, don't you, Trev, that we've got no money and we're offering 
wham bars and shots and instalments, etc. So it really suits both clubs to keep it undisclosed, let people make of it what they will. But, Christ, we have a signing to talk about. Unreal. It's so exciting um, because there is also, and this is going to form, obviously, the speculation part of the show later on, a real feeling of momentum around another couple of incomings as well. So we are allowing ourselves perhaps uh, unwisely to get a little bit carried away with thinking about uh, uh, the kind of influx that we all thought was required. Uh, Jürgen today, I think it was today at least, it's the most recent presser I saw of him. He's got a new haircut and uh, obviously got the teeth done again recently. He's looking very yeah. well, very well indeed. Uh, and he's chatting away about, in the most non-committal way about how, you know, if there was one that was out there, one, he said, uh, then he wouldn't deny it. That was the word he used. So he's being incredibly cagey, as we might expect. He was again getting a few digs at the, at the, the people in the press room about, you know, oh, you, you, you guys were the ones who said we needed midfielders and stuff like that. Um, I thought it was interesting. The one area he said we weren't looking for recruits in was goalkeeper, which I think will be a shock to a few people and certainly will feed back into our chat later on. But just as a kind of a last word, because I think probably I'd be surprised if you and I don't get together once the deal for McAllister is done, even if it's to do 15 or 20 minutes with all the details and maybe a little bit more rounding out of talking about the player himself and what he might bring an offer. Uh, that might be a, a nice little sort of token transfer pod that we could throw into the mix. I don't know what you think about that, Dave. Does that sound like something you want to do? Yeah, definitely. Also, you get the feeling, Trev, like we said, we, we sort of signposted these, didn't we, maybe fortnightly, weekly? Christ, if, and we may be getting carried away, it is right to put that disclaimer in, but the way the rumours are building, what we're hearing type of thing, it could be every other day. Maybe that is getting widely carried away as I'm having a sip of this bush bills, I don't know, but yeah, we plenty to talk about, no doubt. Yeah, and, and like I say, uh, we'll stick a pin in the McAllister thing for the most part because there will be lots of content from the club uh, once, it, or from the club, from the uh, channel once it's absolutely confirmed. And like I said, myself and Dave will no doubt weigh in with something on that once we get confirmation. There are some details, uh, extra details, although uh, as Dave's already alluded to, the transfer fee itself seems to be something that's going to be deliberately kept in the dark. And I agree with you, man. I think that's wise on everyone's part. And it allows, of course, uh, the likes of idiotic uh, opposition fans to see and say that we're paying $9.99 million for them. And yes. uh, Liverpool fans can say we're, you know, like you said, buying them for a bag of chips and a tracksuit and whatever. Everyone can be happy. Uh, Tony Bloom's happy. Jurgen Klopp's hopefully happy. Cl both clubs are happy and hopefully the player's happy. So, yeah, we'll stick a pin in that one till we know it's over the line. But as you say, on Wednesday, the 7th of June at 10 past six, we're recording this. And we are led to believe that there is an imminent announcement. So whether that'll be me and Dave back having a quick chat tomorrow or whatever, let's see how that goes. Uh, but all eyes, obviously, on that particular prize uh, in a very exciting way. However, the good news is, as you said, 
it's not just those stories. There are very, very definite other ones. Now, I think what we'll do at the start is look at some of the players who might be heading out before we get ramped back up and excited by some of the players who might be coming in. So on that note, let's start with Carvalho, who has, it's been an interesting uh, way that his career seems to have come to a juddering halt at Liverpool. Um, an awful lot of criticism of the player and a couple of things he said and um, a lot of praise from the manager, although it seemed a bit empty given the amount of opportunities that he actually granted the kid. So it's, it's, it's been a weird situation and clearly his time is up at the club. What are we hearing about the latest in terms of Fabio Carvalho's future? Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise, and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting one. And I'll be honest, we were really pleased we managed to, to get David Lynch, who's been brilliant with us. He, it was his exclusive, so we managed to get him on Media Matters. He was really clear that Jurgen Klopp has told Fabio Carvalho, next season, you're not part of my plans. Now, he was really, really keen to say, that doesn't mean get out of the club. Just in the interest, you know, his career for what he wants, you know, we need to look at options. And he used, he kept repeating a word, which is so important, Trev. It's a delicate one. Now, the thing about this, as you say, because we naturally keep asking, keep crying, as you know, we're, we're bloodhounds, we'll chase down every source we possibly can to get more on this. The real suggestion, and Neil Jones mentioned it on Media Matters as well, Liverpool are adamant, adamant from their side, he is not for sale. However, as Neil Jones alluded to, it's not definite, as, as David Lynch alluded to, there is a suspicion that it's a clever negotiating tactic, isn't it? Because it's saying... If you want him, you've got to pay top dollar. And by the way, Redbud Leipzig's offer of approximately 12 million euros is nowhere near top dollar for what it will take type of thing. So, it, you know, they may come back with improved offer of the suggestions, but it's going to have to come on leaps and bounds, you know, to, to get where they want to. So what we'd say, we've chased it up even today, Trev. The real smart money now suggests that it's a loan move to a Premier League club as well. But... If it is a Premier League club or a European side, it's one that suits him because it's got to be one that ideally plays with a sort of number 10, isn't it? The role that he's, you know, he established himself in the championship with Fulham just behind Mitrovic. It's got to be a club that really plays to his strengths. Otherwise, his value diminishes. Worst case, if he goes to this club, he does, let's just call it okay, not brilliant, you know, does quite well, however you wish to describe it. It reinforces his transfer value for a year's time where even if we're thinking, now nah, we're not playing a formation that's going to suit him, he still doesn't suit our style, however you want to put it, it, you know, solidifies that transfer value. So 
The smart money says something like, and I'm, I, I am plucking this for you a little bit, don't get me wrong, but something like a million and a half pound loan fee to a club where we think we'll get real value. Worst case, put him in the shop window. Best case, goes flying there, comes back, and he's a you know part of the picture, shall we say, but... I am struggling to see that personally. So he's definitely going, Trev. That's all the indications are he's going. I'm leaning towards a loan unless someone puts the serious money required on the table. So that's where we kind of are at the moment. I see a lot of sense in that particular suggestion because, like you say, it would be a little bit mad to think that we fancied him enough to take him to the club uh, and then we're just going to discard him because obviously we don't think highly of him. And that would, again, run contrary to what the, the manager said. So an opportunity for him to uh, re-establish himself as a player of incredible potential and therefore, as you say, increase any potential sell-on fee, I think probably is the, the long-term goal. There might be a temptation to get some short-term money if there was another player that really, really needed to get over the line in this transfer window. But yeah. we do know, don't we, Dave, that uh, our man seems to have uh, the patient outlook when it comes to transfers and isn't afraid to wait. So, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, man. And in terms of other outgoings, uh, there are at least two others that we're aware of. First of all, we'll start with Quivian Kelleher, who... Uh, there was some very interesting comments during the week from the Ireland team manager who said it looks like he'll be on the move this summer and it can only benefit him because he needs to play games. Obviously, he's not started games this year and it's been a problem for him. He's very, very talented. It's hard to leave Liverpool, such an iconic club, but he's not so young now. He's 24 and he needs to play and he knows that. We've spoken regularly in the last year and he knows that himself. He knew that earlier in the season and he's been in dialogue with Liverpool about that for a long time it will most likely happen i think in the summer i would fully expect that now this is a guy who's got direct access to quivine and quivine's thoughts and will have a big part in the future immediate future at least of quivine in terms of his international prospects and we know how important that is to, to most players and um Preving Keller is no exception, although he does have at least one major obstacle in his way there uh, in terms of getting caps for Ireland. Um, but it's very, very uh, interesting to hear those comments in the wake of, like I said, Kloppo saying that we're not looking to do anything in the keeper area, which means either we very much trust the backups that we've got in terms of the younger kids coming through and this story we're hearing about an Adrian extension, uh, which I think is all but confirmed. You can tell me on that. So it, there seems to be a little bit of a contradiction there, um, but it, it, it's either a statement of faith in, in, in those people uh, that we have coming through and Adrian hanging around uh, and definitely Keller off, or he seems to be suggesting that nobody's going anywhere. What's what's your take on the Keller situation? Yeah, there's a there's a games of foot, I would say, with this one, Trev, the way I describe it. So Jurgen Klopp, exactly as you said, he was asked in the presser about positions, used a very careful phrase as well. Said, you know, we're not doing anything goalkeeper unless there's an extraordinary offer. And to a lot of people, and again. As you know, David Lynch has said, Neil Jones mentioned the other night, there was a feeling that was a kind of, okay, you know, let's see what happens. Put your money on the table if you want it type of things. Paraphrasing there a little bit, but 
essentially what the thoughts were. Steve and Kenny, maybe a little bit, I don't know the phrase, maybe let the cat out of the bag, didn't they? Didn't he type of thing saying, you know, plainly, the guy wants, you know, is looking at his future. He understands where he is. He knows he needs to move if he wants to be Island's number one. You know, I don't really think you can interpret that any other way. And also, the big suggestion, he's aware of the situation and looking at it. Again, as, as Neil kind of alluded to the other night, the smart money says that when he comes back for, you know, pre-season, that's, there's going to be a talk between Jürgen and Kelleher. What are you thinking? And I, the smart money honestly says, Trev, that the guy is, I want to move on, I love it here, but if you're going to establish yourself as island number one, if you're not just going to be the perennial backup, it's right for his career to move on. Even as David Lynch says, and then, you know, they're also looking at Zeela in Hanover, he'll qualify as homegrown as an option. Exactly as you said, the Adrian thing's fascinating. This is probably a little bit of a, I say a damning indictment, but our sources are that that's pretty much all agreed, you know, completely ready, it's just to be announced. The club, though, is reluctant to do it because if that's your first announcement of the summer, the pessimists are going to thrive off that, aren't they? So <laughs> that's why, you know, that that's what we're hearing, that it is pretty much done, it's just waiting to announce it. So I'm speculating a bit here, Trev, but I won't be surprised if McAllister gets announced and then there's a little side note, you know, in the footing of the programme type of thing. By the way, lads, we renewed Adrian too, type of thing. So that is what we're hearing on that. But it's a difficult one because, as Neil Jones said, you watch that last day of the season, Christ, it probably wiped a bit off his transfer value, if anything. So it's all about what value they can get. The smart money really says the guy wants to move on. Jurgen Klopp, as we know, does not like to keep players that don't want to be there, you know, apart from extreme circumstances. I would bet, not handsome money, don't get me wrong, Trev, but I'd bet money that it's all now negotiations, who's interested, who wants him, but the smart money does probably say he moves on this summer. Yeah, it feels that way, doesn't it? It, it just it feels like that's the sensible manoeuvre for all concerned. Uh, so let's keep an eye on it. Like, it, it, like it's, it's bittersweet for me because, you know, country man and uh, a guy we're very fond of, uh, but I also take the observations made by one or two that perhaps we're inclined to overrate the lad a little bit because yeah. uh, because of the dramatic nature of his contributions. But I would say he, he has a lot about him in terms of possession and poise. Uh, so I think whoever gets him will be getting a very good one. Let's put it that way. But I do think someone will get him. In terms then of at least, I think there's one more potential outgoing in terms of a player from the youth end of things or the younger end of things that's also attracting a little bit of interest elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's one that we mentioned about three, four weeks ago, so to speak. And I'm not saying that bragging because, as you know, we don't get them all right by any means, but the nature of transfers. But we did mention about three, four weeks ago, Leighton Clarkson, that, you know, there was a lot of interest, especially from, the Scottish clubs, Aberdeen, Rangers and Celtic, both had interest in the kid. And funnily enough, the last couple of days, Romano's come out and said, hasn't he, that yeah, Liverpool are ready to sell him. They're looking at options. Aberdeen are really keen to get it done because of their European campaign. But it's one of those. It's tough to say because I don't want to be disparaging, Trev, because it's not like the fee will be huge in Liverpool terms. You probably are looking at you know a couple of million, something like that. 
But that's obviously huge money for Aberdeen, realistically, based on their budget. So that plays a part. We know Rangers and Mick Beal, the former sort of Liverpool youth coach, Liverpool coach, who's now in charge there, is a big fan of the kid as well. So he's going to leave. He's never really going to make it at Anfield. That does not make him a bad player by any means. He's really shown in Aberdeen, you know, he's their young player of the year. They do want to keep him. It's just going to come down to can they pay the cash? Simple as that. So something like, I'm making up a little bit, but something like two or three million sees this get done for whoever, but either way, his long-term future is not at Anfield. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah, seems that way. Uh, now we're back to the heady speculation about incomings. Now we're going to finish off with a little chat about something that you had flagged up earlier on, which was uh, that we were aware that, you know, ahead of the the final game of the season that there was going to be a meeting uh, with Southampton uh, about, you know, potential business. Uh, at least that was the rumour that you had told us you'd heard. So we'll finish with that story, but let's not keep people waiting anymore for the other big <sighs> really hoped for uh, individuals that the club have been linked. I'm thinking here about Mr. Turam and Mr. Kone. Talk to me a little bit about what you've heard on the back of chats with certain uh, journalistic luminaries and others uh, and what stage, if any, you think some of those deals might be at. Yeah, the, these have been the real two hot names, let's call them that. The real ones that seem to have broken from the pack, from the list, however you want to describe it. So when we've been chatting, we'll see how David Lynch say, yeah, they're definitely liked. They're absolutely, it's a preliminary stage. Interestingly, literally last night, Neil Jones, and I, I want to be factual when I quote him, said, yeah, Liverpool really like Toram. Didn't say that for Kone specifically, but said Liverpool really like Toram because of his physicality, his build uh, and other things that way. So really liked. We have naturally been chasing this for a while, using all our AI sources that we possibly can, as you know, Trev, to find out info about this. Genuine, the latest update we have is it's now down to two parts. Liverpool have pretty much agreed personal terms with both players. The package is agreed, as it were, for the individual players. Now, it's about the clubs. That's what it's down to. Can you find the agreement with Nice for Turan? Can you do it with Munch and Gladbach? For Kone. Do Liverpool, and this is the one unknown we have to say, no one really knows this apart from, you know, Jurgen Schmacker and the, the regular characters, are they top of the list? However, look at what the journalists are saying, Trev. Look at the info that's starting to come out. The terms are agreed. I, I don't want I don't want to speculate. I would love both, don't get me wrong. I do not know that's a fact, but I would now be astonished if Liverpool don't sort of move real mountains to get at least one of these in. These are the two names that are cooking. This is our info that, you know, these are really hot. It's now all about, as soon as McAllister fingers crossed, Touchwood and everything's through the door, these are the names to focus on. They're the hot ones. So, Christ, I'm actually sweating drinking my Bushmills here, but this is exciting times. They are the ones to watch, Trev, definitely. For sure, and there's that. There was a video going around yesterday. Did you see it of the two lads yeah. just ha- hanging out? And it's course now. Let's also remember that there were videos of uh, Jude Bellingham and yeah. Jordan, Jordan Henderson and Jude Bellingham and Trent Alexander-Arnold, and none of that came to 
out, but it would be very, very interesting. Um, uh, interesting is the wrong word. It would be uh, overwhelmingly exciting if we could get uh, those two guys on the back again, McAllister, because that would be what everyone's been calling for. And then, you know, if it works, it works. And if it takes a season to bed in, it takes a season to bed in. But my God, how exciting would it be to actually have all these new players to watch, uh, develop and try to put their stamp on, you know, the Liverpool setup. It's, it's highly exciting stuff for sure. Let's finish then in terms of potential Liverpool business with any updates from what might have come out of that meeting that you were uh, aware of that was going to happen with Southampton at uh, from a business perspective, it seems. Yeah, it's, it is a, an interesting one. We said a, a few, few weeks ago, I can't remember the exact day on the pod, that Liverpool's sort of dignitaries were, were heading down for that last day to meet with Southampton to discuss potential options. Again, as we said, we were a little bit speculative over certain players, and we mentioned people like Lavia, who we've been repeatedly linked with, even Bella Kotchuk's been you know, mentioned in that regard. Even talks, as we said, that, that Ben Doak potential, all, and not we saying this is happening, but what we do know for definite, we've had you know, confirmed by quite a few people, is that that meeting did take place. It's an interesting one to, to say, Trev, because, again, it's a meeting. There's meetings in football, let's not pretend. But nothing may come of it, but it's definitely one to keep an eye on. I thought it was quite interesting that literally a few days after that, there was a few articles from, from different journalists mentioning about how Tyler Morton was a potential target for Southampton. You know, as a could be used as a, a pawn, if that's the right phrase, maybe my phrase, in a move for Romeo Lavia, who is definitely... Definitely still of interest to Liverpool. That is a name that's repeatedly said. And even quoting people like James Pearce mentioning today in an article that, you know, he's on the list of interest. So we don't know. I can't say, yeah, this is going to happen. He's moving there. We're trading this, etc. But want to keep an eye on. No doubts about it. Yeah, it's not like we don't have... Uh, uh history and form in terms of dealing with Southampton so it would be less than surprising if there was at least one deal if there wasn't at least one deal done with them over the course of this business period do you know what Dave it's the most upbeat Liverpool transfer section we've ever had I think Yeah, (laughs) it's tremendous I'm genuinely buzzing off it so that's great now we can go ahead and Although there are other people doing lots of bits, uh, some of our usual suspects acting at all crazy town, we could do it from the point of view of we might get through this show before we have a, a very cool uh, a announcement to make. And, and who knows what we'll be doing our next one because we might have others that were very, very heavily linked to rumors about terms agreed etc it's it's exciting stuff so that's a nice little uh opener for us but let's have a look at at, at some of our, our our rivals in the premier league first before we have a broader look at europe and of course top story is going to be chelsea because that lad and his club i mean <laughs> there are Stories about Kovacic, Mason Mount, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Pulisic, Felix, all heading for the exit doors. We know they've had Nkunku lined up for a while. Caicedo has been mentioned. Lavia has been mentioned. Ugarte has been mentioned as well. Uh, 
Harry Kane has been mentioned by our friend, the uh, catchphrase spoofer. So let's let's just work our way through this and maybe start with the solidity, if any, around the outgoing stories. Kovacic, Mount, Loftus-Cheek, Pulisic, Felix. God bless Sweeney Todd Trev. That's all I can say. He <laughs> always, always keep us in business with his just... Pure mentalness, you've got to say. So, yeah, got to take it a took a sip and a breath for this one because there's a lot to go through. So, outgoings exactly as you said, Kovacic, fascinating one. This just broke from nowhere. You know, he's been a thorn in our side. You know, whenever we play them, class player. But Chelsea gave permission to Manchester City to talk to him. So, there's all an expectation that that'll just break as in a fee and amount, all expected to be agreed. Only a year left. You know, you bet smart money that that's happening. So that's one in the bag for a small tent on their financial fair play disgraceful record. Also, the one that we were linked to, Mason Mount, at one point, as Ornstein had said, we were favourite. But now, again, kind of just broke from nowhere. Mason Mount, you know, is set for Manchester United. As David Lynch said at the time, it very much felt that that's not come from the player side. There was a suspicion of where it came from, but it all seems likely it's now just the fee, because Chelsea are asking for a stupid fee for a player who's had a terrible year with, you know, a single year left on his contract as well. I mean, there's talk they're asking for like 70, 80 million, but, you know, United are going to come in at something like 50 around there. So there is a suspicion that gets done because they can't afford him to just run it down, but that's another one set to go out the exit door. Loftus-Cheek, all set for AC Milan, we're hearing as well. You know, that that's set to be done. How much and all that, not sure, but very much close to completion, apparently, as well. Pulisic, we've heard 100% once out. In fact, with Chelsea's FFP sort of scenario, he could really be going for a song. Now, there's always debate on that player, isn't there, Trev? Because he's injury-prone as hell. He misses a lot of games, but, you know, the ability, the potential, however you want to describe it, has always been there. I know he's not a young kid anymore, but the smart money says he gets a move out. Like you said, Christ, they kept Felix for six months and are not going to take the permanent option, having paid a whack-off loan fee. Absolutely crazy. So there's that one. And then, even outgoings-wise, Kante. This is incredible. I'm not going to go into it too much because we've got to talk the, the Saudi situation in football. But, yeah, there was expectation. He knew he said he wanted to stay until the Saudis come with a massive bag of cash. So... The smart money now says, it could even be announced we're talking, that Kante is also off. So, I mean, let's be honest, from a Liverpool perspective, if we could face a Chelsea without Kante and Kovacic, that's half the battle won for us, realistically. But there are moves out galore. Now, Travers, I'll take a deep breath. Let's move to the ins. And Cuckoo, like you said, all done by, you know, the final shirt presentation. But that's done. It was done last season, so that's happening. As we're told, Chelsea seriously, seriously won Caicedo and Lavia. And naturally, as I say this, Poch, the new manager's in there, you know, he really wants them as well. So you've got to keep an eye on those two. You know, in fact, there's quite a few saying Lavia is now, you know, favourite to go to Chelsea ahead of us. Not that we know for definite how the level of interest is maybe the right phrase, but wants to keep an eye on. You got to say, this is absolutely fascinating trap. They were bidding for it for ages. They were in direct sort of confrontation, if you want to call it that, an aggressive move against PSG, who, you know, now seem to get the player. 
This is amazing. Sweeney Todd takes it to a new level each time, Trev. Literally, they made the offer with the release course, and to swing it, to get it over the line, they put in an offer to buy a minority stake in Sporting Lisbon. On the proviso, it would also be a strategic link-up, as it was called, you know, so they can send players back and forth and all that, those types of things. Until, obviously, people got wind of this, PSG, who, funnily enough, their heads are all on the UEFA board and said, uh, you can't have two clubs, mate. That's not how it works type of thing, Sweeney Todd. So that had to be dialed back on the threat of legal interest, and they passed up on him. Unbelievable. Romano, as you say, Trev, priority for Chelsea because they do want a striker, still another one. Harry Kane. They have genuinely asked about game. Harry Kane. Chelsea, even now, are still nuts. I mean, they've turned down a bid from Brighton for Le- Levi Colwell, sorry, to make that offer permanently. What we heard a bit of digging on that, Colwell wants out. Poch wants to keep in, he wants to play in the back three. He's a hell of a talented kid. You know, we, we liked him as well. But they are gaining encouragement from the player side, Brighton. Don't be surprised if a bid comes in for him, another one for 40 million or, you know, a little bit higher, whatever it takes. In simple terms, Trev, God bless Sweeney Todd. He keeps it moving. He keeps it ticking. There will be nothing, nothing but unadulterated chaos at Chelsea all season. And God bless it. Hello. I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a tad predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable, they're every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, it's it's just fun, is what it is. And by far the most fun for me of the stories is the Kane one. Now, again, I, I, I just want to get your take on this because it seems to me that all we hear in terms of his feelings about transfers, because we know he would be very much in demand and that a lot of uh, foreign clubs have had a look at it. In fact, he was linked with the Benzema role at Real, right? Um, yeah. But the, the stories appear to be that, you know, he, he, he doesn't want to go anywhere. And, and a lot of people have sort of um, looked down their nose at him for that. But would this be an opportunity for him to pretty much stay in London and have an opportunity perhaps that he wouldn't have had at Spurs to to perhaps win a trophy or two with a remarkable set of players. Would that have any appeal, do you think, given what we've heard about him being essentially a whole body, it seems? It's so weird with Harry Kane. I mean, he is a weird character by his nature anyway, from, from what we see, what we know realistically. Like you said, there's a feel that the home body wants to stay where he is pretty much, and 
also that that selfish nature, wanting to break all the Premier League goal scoring records, etc., could still do that at Chelsea. Could still do that. The weird thing is, and this is my wild theory, I don't know if Daniel Levy's just got nudes on him or something, Trev, or he just keeps him chained to a radiator <laughs> during the day or something, but just doesn't seem to understand, like, Harry, Daniel cannot keep you prisoner. You hold all the cards, mate. You know, you've got a year left on your deal. You don't have to sign anything new, by the way, so you can force the move. Otherwise, you know, they'll keep saying he's not for sale. They do that all the time because... I don't Daniel Levy hopes he can bully him into a contract type of thing, but if Harry Kane's got any sense about trophies, he's got options. If he's got any sense about still wants to get the Premier League record and, hey, have a better chance of actually getting some trophies, there's still moves there available. And by the way, I mentioned Chelsea. United are well interested in him as well, you know, at the right price, the right deal type of thing. So he's just a bit of a strange character. And even as we're saying this, Trev, would it surprise you if you just stayed, renewed, and you thought, crap, Harry Kane, why are you doing that type of thing? It really wouldn't, would it? It's the ball's in his court, and everyone seems to understand that, bar Harry Kane. Just utterly bizarre situation. Yeah, an interesting one to watch, but I think you're right. I think the likely outcome will be the underwhelming remaining at Spurs chained to the radiator. So let's see uh, if there is anything around there. But also, uh, we do know already that Chelsea are going to be a huge part of our shows for the weeks to come by the sounds of that. Now, Leicester and Leeds as clubs who have had appalling seasons may well be in the fire sale business. And there are rumours about Harvey Barnes and James Madison and Jack Harrison, and I'm sure others. And if you wouldn't mind telling us about the ones that you know of, but also perhaps if if there's anyone there that you would like us to look at. Yeah, it's a, it's a really tough one. I mean, we, we kind of talked about it before, that that financial fair play date, the 30th of June, is a big date, isn't it, for clubs to, you know, finalise the accounts, can define what they can or even can't spend potentially next season. It's going to play a, a huge part. And we know clubs like, we're, we're hearing it publicly, Leicester and Leeds especially, especially Leicester in their situation. So we've naturally done a lot of digging, trying to find out as much as we possibly can on this. The, the clear thing is, and it's been known for a while, James Madison wants out. There's a ton of interest there from Newcastle, Villa have asked about him as well, Spurs. There's a, there's a lot of clubs. Liverpool have even been linked to him. I'm, I'm not convinced by that. We're asking the normal sources. We're not getting anything solid on that. It may just be an easy agent journal link, but it's an easy one to do. There will be interest in Madison. He sorted whatever trap. He's absolutely going. You know, he'll, he'll get a move to a decent side of big wages, no problem. Harvey Barnes has told Leicester, yeah, I want out. I'm not staying around in the championship. You know, he's, he's only got one England cap, but he believes he can get back there. The latest we've got on that is the real club that's asked about him is Aston Villa. Don't know for definite, you know, he's top of Emery's list, so to speak, and I think he'd be a good move for them, but definitely there is that interest in Harvey Barnes there. Jack Harrison from Leeds, check it, he has a release clause in his contract, so that will be most likely activated by some. And the other one, who's a bit of a, I'd say a left field one, because that sounds horrible, but Tyler Adams, the USA international, who's a, a Leeds, who did not disgrace himself by any means, Trev, 
in this regard. He has apparently a release clause in his contract as well. And again, with his pedigree, the, you know, how he's done, there will be takers. Even Liverpool were mentioned as a, an option there. So Harrison, Adams are the ones to keep an eye on at Leeds. We all know about Madison, that's happening, but Harvey Barnes definitively wants out of there. So, you know, Southampton, we know about them. They've got a lot of players to keep an eye on, but they'll try and do it before the 30th of June, these clubs, the final sale. The smart money says you just have to wait a bit, Trev, because if you can, you know, keep them where they are till sort of early July, you can get them for an absolute song based on FFP, can't you? So, yeah, late June, early July, definitely wants to watch. Yeah, uh, and by just the nature of the fact uh, that their essential existence has changed, uh, their reality has changed, there will be squad shakeups there uh, wholesale, you would imagine. Um, I've seen here in the notes that you sent me that Brentford might be looking at doing a bit of business as well, ins and outs. Uh, talk to us about them because they're one of the clubs that you, you imagine are going to have to be sensible. Uh, any deals you've heard around Brentford? Yeah, they, they. I mean, they've got their replacement in already. I think he's pronounced Fleckham for or Fleckham possibly from from Germany, a new keeper because David Ray are their their number one. You know, probably especially in modern keeper terms, great with his feet. There's a lot of clubs looking at him. Spurs especially have been mentioned. So. Thomas Frank's been 100% honest about this. You know, if he wants to go, he can go. He's told him he wants to go, pretty much. The fee is £40 million. It's all now in negotiation tactic in that regard. Brentford as well, Trev, an interesting one, because we've been trying to sort of sift through, if anything. the You know, we know about the Ivan Tony situation, so he's suspended for various acts, shall we say, until, you know, midway through the season. So Brentford are very much on the lookout for a striker option as well, because let's be honest, Tony is their, or was my very put it, their main player. So they're very much in the markets. They want to get that money in for Raya so they can get a striker to, I suppose you'd call it cover Tony in the short term. But if I had to bet, and I won't, you know, whack the house on it by any means, but Raya to another Premier League club is really smart money to bet. Some could say Spurs, because obviously Loris, Fraser Foster there were in a bit of a mess there. It would be the obvious thing. But, yeah, right into a Premier League club, good shout for it. Yeah, like that. And that makes a lot of sense based on the season that we've seen. Uh, that lot, Manchester United, uh, have been linked, as you said, with Mason Mount. Uh, they've, there's the perpetual links with Harry Kane. Uh, but there are others, too. Uh there's the ongoing uncertainty there about who actually will own the club and when that deal will be done. Uh, if, if uh, Gary Neville has his way, the Glazers will be, uh, sent out in a flaming dumpster. He gets very upset, does, does Gary. But who knows when that will happen? And it can't help but have, uh, an unsettling effect. We saw what the rumours of that can have, even if it's a partial share in a club, uh, with Liverpool. It's 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 unsettling is the simple word for it. But United will always do business regardless. 
what do you make of these rumours linking them forward? And is there anything else you've heard about incomings or outgoings at United? Yeah, the, the smart money is very much on them doing forward business of some sort. I mean, we know that Martial's likely to be going. They're not going to take up the option on Becker. Surprise, surprise, either, because it's terrible. So they will need a couple, they'll want a couple of forwards. United could be in a bad way for us, Trevor, a real one to keep an eye on. Because even today, we've had that news, haven't we, that Qatar, the Sheikh, has upped his bid, you know, one final fifth huge bid, as they call it, well, well above market price, trying to get some Ratcliffe in the office, you know, take it in there. And it's horrible to say, Trevor, aside from all the sports washing bits, which I don't want to get into, but if that move happens, and, you know, they do something that, they don't before the end of the window, They've got, they will then have, I should say, serious money to play with. So we obviously hope that is not the case. But as it stands right now, we know they've got interest in Harry Kane, like you said. We know they've got serious interest in Mason Mount for the midfield. Two other names that, you know, are really being linked repeatedly and very much on their radar for forward replacements. It seems like they almost want one experience, the one developmental, if that's the right phrase. So, um, Mouane, the Freiburg, the French player, very much in demand. There's a lot of clubs looking at him, you know, potential to be the next real sort of superstar breakout from the Bundesliga there to another club. And I may be pronouncing this wrong, but the Danish lad, Hodgland, I think it's pronounced, he's at Atalanta, absolutely rapid. There are, they are the two that United are very much looking at and are interested in at the moment. It's, I love this, and I like saying it. It's a difficult situation for United at the moment because there's so much uncertainty about the ownership situation, what's happening, and it is kind of spilling over to the transfer market. Exactly like you, Cetra. Long, long may this continue because we don't want that to have a big ruck of money. You know, any, let's be honest, any new owner, if they can get it done, how to make yourself popular straight away, you give Ten Hag massive funds. It's a quick, easy win type of thing, especially with Qatar. You know, they've got them. So they're moving. They're trying to do things. Let's just hope this whole odour uncertainty continues for everyone's sakes. Absolutely. The longer they are in turmoil, the better. There is one further United story that I want to bounce off you because I couldn't help but uh, giggle to myself at the potential for this move that was being touted. I saw... I thought, okay, it's just one fanciful link. And, and it could be, but it was across a lot of respected, in inverted commas, newspapers and outlets. And that was Harry Maguire to Spurs. What do you make of this? What could be more Spurs than combining the dozy Eric Dyer with the cumbersome Harry Maguire? in central defence trap. I mean, what could be more Spurs than having two players that are slower on the turn than a freight tanker? Do you know what I mean? But can yeah. hit the ball, kick it, pretty much that. But they're just dozy, let's be honest, in the way they defend, caught out at the high level. In fact, the more I say it, they're more than just perfect Spurs defenders, aren't they, realistically? So I could well see that. And actually, to be fair, the way it's gone for Maguire he probably wouldn't get a better move. You know, he's really not used at all. For God's sake, they've used that little pudding loop sure at centre-back a lot of the time, haven't they, in all of the things? So <laughs> it really, really, I mean, look, let's say, Luke Shaw or Martinez, you know, they're both tiny. Luke Shaw looks like he's enjoyed a takeaway half an hour before. It just 
would be a great move, actually, for Maguire. But what could be more of a Spurs defender than Harry Maguire? I think it'd be a match made in heaven. Oh, I, I, I love the idea of it. A match not made in heaven, it appears, is Connor Cody and Everton. Um, and Everton looked like they're going to have to do defender buying business because apparently Yerry Mina is away as well. Uh, so what have we learned about uh, our city rivals, Everton? Yeah, I mean, it's been a desperate season for them, as they said. You know, they just stayed up on the last day, very much relied on dash ball, as it was called, you know, getting the defence, the banks in order type of thing. And now look at it, Connor Cody, they're not taking up the option into such a small price, but okay, that's fair enough. And Yemi Mina is not renewed, so he's gone. So, in essence, let's be honest, Trev, those are pretty much two of the starting centre-backs from the final day of the season. So they've had the core of their defence ripped out. We know Seamus Coleman as well had that injury, you know, he seems pretty much finished. So, if you look at what's left, there's pretty much Patterson and Tarkovsky. You know, that, that seems pretty much it. You know, Holgate's not worked at all for them. Now, the only thing, and I don't really like breathing life into Everton, so to speak, by its nature, but it does seem pretty set that there's new owners or minority owners, you know, partial shareholders, it seems, coming in there from the US. That is definitely one to keep an eye on. But they need it, Trev, don't they? Even if they come in, they have got to spend money just to get back now in the defence to the side that just about finished 17th. You know what I mean? So it's a massive window for Sean Dyche, but Christ, they're already start- it's just the app, isn't it? They're already starting off on a negative and we'll just have to see what happens from there. But Christ, do they need players? Yeah, <laughs> I doubt. There's so many little stories around, even just the Dyche at Everton is going to be fun. Uh, but we are running out of time and we still have to go around Europe. So let's start with a club who always have financial muscle and that's Bayern Munich. Uh, there's definitely bits and bobs going on around that squad, uh, both incoming and outgoing. What have we heard around Bayern Munich? Because these kind of uh, big moves at the big clubs will have a knock-on effect for the likes of ourselves. What do we know about what Byron might be about to do over the course of the summer? I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, Mac boxes and games consoles. Visit LibertyShield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Wow. They are... Bayern Munich heard about our 
sort of interest in Chelsea and their shenanigans and how they keep our show going. And they basically said, Trev, hold my beer. We're going to be the best time for these lads. Absolutely mental. I mean, Oliver Kahn's gone, isn't he? Sally Hamasic is gone, the sporting director as well. Pretty much they say sacked her full-time, allegedly on the pitch, you know, at the end of the, the title-winning game where Dortmund choked. You can't describe it any other way. It was the last game of the season and Dortmund choked. Bayern's meddling, though, came to the fore. Turns out that he's now left Dortmund subsequently on a free, and that was known, but Rafa Guerrero, the Portuguese sort of left-back central midfielder, but a big name, you know, in European football. Bayern Munich was speaking to him before the final game trap, knowing they were going head-to-head with Dortmund, you know, for the results to be titled. So they're already a bit of meddling. That's come out fascinating. Now, Tommy Tuchel starting to get his way. Heads are rolling. There's, you know, the old guard, like Honus, coming back in. Fascinating. Players wanting out, Trev, as well. Pavard wants out. Lucas Hernandez wants out. They've both got little time to go on their contract, so there's a lot of things going to happen there. Even now, Alfonso Davis, their Canadian left-back, absolutely rapid. He's apparently got interest from Real Madrid. Didn't want to go, you know, apparently aligned very closely, though, to Sally Hamasic before he gets sacked. Now considering all options. On top of this, for incomings-wise, Bayern Munich very much won a number nine because it's not really worked out with Mane, as we know. No one's replaced Lewandowski. Tell who came in the youngster. Again, a project, but not enough for a club of Bayern Munich's nature. And Chupo Motins, I think, 64 years old at last time of asking. So they need a new striker. So who have they been linked with? Even looked at Harry Kane, Trev, looking at Mouani from Freiburg. They are looking at all options. But Bayern Munich is basically the German Chelsea for us this summer. There will be chaos. There will be ins and outs. Could actually just be a, a one to keep an eye on as we broaden our horizons. But Interest all round, definitely. If you had to put some money on where you think Saudi O'Malley will end up, what, where would you where would you launch that fiver? I just get the feeling. I'm gonna. This is totally politician's answer. Stays at Bayern because wants to do it, you know, and says no, I'll prove you wrong type of thing because of the character he is. Or sneaky one, Trev, a subsidised wage or full wage move to Newcastle. Whether that's temporary or, you know, permanently, I don't know. But if you ask me to really bet one option, I just get the feeling because of his nature, Sadio Mane says, now nah, I'm going to do this and buy it and stays where he is. Yeah, I just, from the stories I was reading, it seemed borderline untenable for him there, but that is an interesting shout. Uh, and it would, obviously, we know from knowing the guy and uh, what a, a warrior he is, it would seem to fit. Newcastle's an interesting shout, though, I'll tell you that. Uh, let's keep the Harry Kane thread running while we go to La Liga and Real Madrid, who are obviously going to be spending some money this summer because it's Real Madrid. We've seen a lot of stories that suggest that Benzema is probably on his way out. Uh, we know that Hazard has been anything but a success and is likely to leave as well, though quite who would be up for Hazard at this stage, I don't know. Uh, and there's definitely a link to another Premier League guy who came with big, big rep and maybe just because of the nature of the chaos at his club or whatever, 
didn't seem to really prove it uh, at Chelsea. So talk us through the real stories that are doing the rounds. Yeah, there's the some real fascinating ones. I mean, the Benzema one, he was, you know, teasing on social media about will he stay where we've gone. I mean, he's gone now, he's confirmed it. And the money, the absolute money he's received to go to Saudi Arabia, long-term contract at his age, absolutely eye-watering. I mean, the suggestion is, Trev, Two hundred million pounds per season. So you know you, you can't really maybe necessarily blame him for what what he's done there. I get it. Hazard, I think they've just run, run out triple XL shorts. You know that fit him in all honesty. <laughs> so they've just written off that almost last year of the deal by mutual consent, as they said. So in essence, as much as you know players are leaving, that's a huge amount of the wage bill. So what does it mean? Two things it means in forwards. Harry Kane is being linked by a lot of Spanish outlets that they really want him. Makes sense, you know, really would for him his career, how he plays, you know, drop it between the lines to fill, to find Vinicius, Rodrigo. It would seem a match made in heaven as a replacement. The other one is utterly bizarre for me, Trev. And it, it's not that he's not got potential, he's not shined, you know, shined at one point of his career, but Kai Havertz at Chelsea. Now, He's entering that time at Chelsea, and then we'll keep bringing them up, but it's almost renewal go time, you know, a couple of years left on his deal. All the suggestions are that he wants this move, Real want this move, the player, you know, Chelsea want this move, everyone basically wants this move. I actually get a real inkling, if I had to bet, this is going to happen. It's a real strange one for me, and I know people are going to say, well, look at what he did at Leverkusen at a young age, hence they paid the fee. Look at how he plays, you know, dropping between the lines, dribbling, all those things. I get it, but he's just been, and I know there's the argument about Chelsea don't have the right players around it, but he's really been abject at times this season there. And, you know, the proverbial couldn't hit the barn door, you know, missing such easy chances. So that, that really is one to keep an eye on. And then in world football terms, we knew it was going to happen, Trev. It was always going to devastate us, but as the announcements pretty much come out today, you know, just literally as the show was getting on air, Real Madrid have pretty much agreed the deal with Dortmund for Jude Bellingham to go there, aren't they? So a lot of talks about the fee exactly, but the suggestions are it's a hundred million euros with add-ons, significant add-ons, which could be 30% of the fee in total. No one's quite sure what those add-ons are. Suggestions, the wages are astronomical. You know, Bellingham Senior's got a deal, but the world football is, you know, ablaze with things at the moment. Not just Liverpool, not just domestic. Bellingham on his way to Real Madrid could well be joined by Harry Kane, Kai Havertz. It is all go around Europe. It really is. But there's also a lot of players, as you mentioned there, in that little link about Real Madrid and previously on the show. There are a lot of players who are going out of Europe, and that's primarily because Saudi money is sloshing around, and it's going to have a big effect, that money, because it's going to take some big names away, maybe at the wrong end of their career and all the rest of it, but there will be some players joining Ronaldo, we know that. Let's talk about that in a second, and then we'll segue out of that into chatting about PSG, who are uh, the other big spenders uh, that we can uh, finish our show on. So what do you think will be the knock-on effect of some of these Saudi funds that are, are, like I say, sloshing around Europe and trawling around for some big names to come and join Ronaldo over there? 
it's absolutely crazy how Saudi, and I'm trying to be careful on the topic, but I want to be factual. They have put Saudi serious, serious money aside for sports related. I mean, I know it's a bit of a segue, but if anyone's been keeping on the sports news, I mean, literally, they've now bought the PGA Tour, haven't they? The Saudis have bought golf and compared yeah. it with live. You know, that's how serious they are about their sports. And, you know, there's all implications, which I won't go into, but they have gone big time for football. The weirdest thing, Trev, is the investment arm of the Saudi has taken over control of their four biggest clubs. Not Ronaldo, but four of their biggest clubs, I should say. Absolutely insane, like it's all orchestrated. Who'd have thought that? But we know, like you said, Benzema is there. Messi, they have tried for. The suggestions are, we'll come on to Messi, because he's a little topic of his own right, isn't going to go there. But talks they offered practically a billion pounds a season, Trev. Astronomical. Even now, they're looking at other players, Trev. It's insane. They're looking at Busquets. They're looking at Jordi Alba, all the almost Barca alumni. Modric is being looked at as well. You know, they're really trying on top of Kante that we mentioned before. It's insane what's going in Saudi. Now, this one, Trev, I don't think you're going to like. I don't like it. But all our suggestions that we've been digging, a name that came up, a name that we love, but we're going to hate for this. There's a serious offer on the table from a Saudi club for Bobby Firmino, one to keep an eye on. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, I love the player, but I hate the move type of thing. Even as well, that came out today, Zaha, you know, Crystal Palace winning the contract down. Doesn't seem he's keen, they're talking, but there is mega money. And when I say mega money, Trev, we're talking like huge. Like they said, Benzema. 200 million a season. Even this rumour of Kante, they're talking about 85 million per year. I mean, that has to turn players' heads, whatever anyone said. It's generational wealth for these players, isn't it? Let's be completely clear. All to assist the Saudis in their promotion for the World Cup, the Olympics, all the things that they're going for. And I, I'm honestly, I don't, because it's not my right to pass judgment, but very much the Saudis are Invest in serious, serious cash in sport. This is only just ramping up, Trev, as well. So never mind just this summer. This is one to keep an eye on with other sports going forward, even like boxing. They're now serious in. But from a football perspective, the Saudis are trying to build that league seriously and they are putting serious money into it. Crazy. As you said, it's a completely different conversation to, to have about the nature of that particular uh, setup and some of the reasons behind why that money might be getting spent and all those other moral concerns that people have. The simple fact remains, as you said, they've bought golf. They appear to be trying to buy football. So it's just a fact. It's a reality. And we're just interested in, in the nuts and bolts of what that will mean for transfers on the transfer show but you know there are different conversations to be had elsewhere no doubt let's finish the show then today Dave with uh, PSG because you've already uh, said about Messi leaving and you said the Saudi thing doesn't look likely for him so I'm interested to hear what you've heard about that because I heard a very strange rumour uh, and obviously there's re- reference constantly to Neymar being on his bike as well Uh what do you think in terms of PSG and their personnel changes, which may not just be confined to footballers? 
mental. Absolutely mental, it really is. So, yeah, you look at PSG and their, their turbulence, all the things that happened. I mean, the ultras, the PSG ultras, Trev, were boycotting the stadium saying, we're tired of these sort of, you know, overplay players coming in, don't really care for the shirt type of things. We want you to sign, you know, French players with Parisian backgrounds, you know, people who are really fight for the club. And they even named players, didn't they? Like the ultras, Diaby at Leverkusen, Manu Kone, Kepren, Turan, funnily enough, players we're both interested in type of thing. So they set the scene for what they wanted to come back. And what have the PSG owners done? Completely ignored it. You've got to love the drama here. They are taking on Germany's Bayern Munich and they're taking on Chelsea for us possibly this summer. So Mbappe says, no, I'm staying. So you can put all those rumours off. So that naturally means that, as expected, Messi leaves and Neymar's still on the block to be sold if they can get his huge wages off. The latest with Messi, because he is a topic on his own, really, isn't he, Trev? So it's good to save until the end. Trev, Saudi have made one final bid, one real bid to try and convince him. And they're talking now, they've upped it from sort of two to three years. And the suggestion is, Trev, one and a half billion euros per season in year contract. <laughs> like, sets has just gone out the window. However, th- this is my honest thought on it a little bit, against the, the facts that have come out. I almost think Lionel Messi, he already has generational wealth. We know what he is. You know, he's probably got more money than he can spend type of thing. I know that's going to turn anyone's head, but I don't think it's just money for him. The real suggestion is that it's come out sort of in the, the last few hours, into Miami, the MLS is the real option that he's seriously yeah. looking at for that lifestyle change, that pace. And hey, what's more attractive than an MLS club that's just sacked Phil Neville? That's just going to, you know, put it for a <laughs> column there. No two ways about it. Insane. What are PSG doing also in the meantime? Incoming to Trev. Remember they said how the ultras wanted the young French talent? And they completely ignored that. So the two that are pretty much set to get done are Marco Asensio, who's leaving on a free from Real Madrid to go there on a huge wage. And Ugarte as well, because let's not lie, who's their agent? Both of those agents, funnily enough, Jorge Mendes. He's now well in bed with PSG for serious money, isn't he? So don't be surprised if you even see further names, you know, end up there, just wants to keep an eye on that type of thing. And to carve it even more in Paris, when there tends to be civil war, what do you do? Christian Galtier, the manager, Sactra. The favourite for it, just when you need a calm presence there. Jose Mourinho. That is the hot name being linked. So, long story short at PSG, I actually think they could well give us a run with Bayern as well at taking Chelsea's drama title for the transfer window. But, hey, it's all interesting for us and you've got to keep an eye on Europe because there is so much going on. There really is. Oh, the potential for absolute carnage if they get Mourinho in there. Off the back of his latest uh, outburst at the end of the Europa League final against Anthony Taylor. And I could just be, it could be endlessly entertaining. And, and that's what I feel that this show has been because there are so many stories. And I feel like you need to go and have a rest. Uh, and I need to go and try and unblock my nose. Uh, apologies for the nasal stuff going on. I'm having a bit of a serious issue with that, folks, actually. So you'll have to bear with me. Uh, but Dave, what a chat that has been and leavened very much by the fact that 
There is one in the door at, at Liverpool and likely to be more, judging by what we're hearing. It's an exciting time and a really good start to the summer. Uh, last word to you, my friend. I just think this is the, the feeling for Liverpool fans, because let's be honest, we're outfield index. It could all go wrong, because we know how FSG work, but there is there is hope, there is a bit of promise, there's stuff happening, and hopefully, fingers crossed, touch wood, all the lessons for last summer have been learned. There's a lot of time for it to go either way, but it's an exciting time to be a Red again, isn't it, transfer-wise, Trev? No two ways about it. It really is. That was Dave Davis. I've been Trev Danny. That was the transfer show. There'll be many more of them. Stick with us. But I'll finish, as usual, by saying cheers, Dave. Cheers, mate. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.